Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ladies and gentlemen, we want you to stand and we want you to make some noise. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go racing here at Knoxville. Oh, the best. Go three of It is showtime at Williams Grove Speedway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, here at Eldora Speedway, to sit back, relax, and enjoy, because ladies and gentlemen, it's showtime! Set to do battle for 30 laps, the green flag is waving! Hello everybody, welcome to Wing Nation, presented by Sage Fruit. I am your host this week, I'm Aaron Evernham. Joining me alongside via Zoom is my good buddy, Ashley Shremi. So Ashley, you've been down in Volusia, so you've gotten to see some of this sprint car racing. Uh, tell us what you saw, I mean, we'll go over some results and talk about it, but... What was opening week like? Um, obviously, it's always good to get back to the track, see see everyone, and get back on track racing. Um, it's hard to believe the season is already over. <laughs> uh, the off season, I should say, is already over. Um, but, you know, Volusia didn't disappoint by any means. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of complete features from the green flag to the checkered flag because I'm chasing my son around the whole time. <laughs> Um, but I did get to see some good racing. Um, the one night, uh, obviously a, a lot of wrecks, um, some crazy things happening, but I think that's just a testament to how strong the sprint car industry is right now in the competition. And, you know, everybody's hungry to get that win at Volusia. Actually, last week on the show, Steve and I talked to Justin Fiedler and Brad Doty, and it was kind of the state of the sport talk. And there's new two new national or two national series now. What was the the vibe like there knowing I mean obviously everyone was racing together in Volusia but knowing there's this I don't know I don't want to at all use the word rivalry but there's two different series um that we all know about what was there any feeling different any what was it like there I mean honestly no not not on opening night you know everybody I think is a sprint car racer and it doesn't matter if it's high limits racing or if it's world of outlaws they want to win right yeah. um Obviously, you can take to Twitter and, and see the things after the, the features happen. And, yeah. you know, for whatever it is, you know, I never got that feeling until I took to social media. So, no, um, obviously, there's two different series. But at the end of the day, a racer wants to win a race and it doesn't matter who's running the series. They just want to win. So very true. Uh, you mentioned you didn't get to see a whole lot of the features chasing your son around, but was there anything that stood out to you? I mean, we we know Gravel had a, a strong week. Um, some of the usual suspects were up front, but is there anything that stood out to you? Um, you know, we talk about Donnie Schatz all the time um, just because he's a competitor, right? He's a 10-time yeah. champion. Obviously, his qualifying was not strong this week, but his performance in the race was phenomenal moving through the field coming up quickly um and i know there's been several articles 
um, that have come out over the offseason that he is ready to change his mentality and he is ready to bring a new Donnie to the track that he's that he hasn't brought the last few years. Um, I talked to Scuba um, a little bit and he said they were trying different engine packages throughout the week. Um, so they were bringing all kinds of things this week in Volusia. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they tap into ultimately to find the winning combination. But I know we won't it won't be long. And then, of course, Sheldon Hodenshield, you know, setting the world on fire there on uh, that last feature to, to win the big night. Um, I think it's again, I think it's just another year of strong competition and it's going to be an incredible season to watch play out no matter what series they're running with. Absolutely. Well, let's get to our hot topics. Like we've talked about this past week was Volusia Speedway Park. The Gator hunting It's the 47th season of the World of Outlaw NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars. The winners, Wednesday night, Brad Sweet. It was his 91st career outlaw win. Thursday, David Granville, that we're going to have on later and speak with, is 89th career outlaw win. Friday, Tyler Courtney thought that was a, a neat little win. You know, he, he was so strong last year. Uh, his third outlaw career win, and he had that last corner pass to Rico Abreu. Saturday night, like we talked about, Sheldon took home the big money, 20000 to win. 35th career outlaw win. And uh, his finishes for the week before that were 26th, 11th, and 25th. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I saw even Jennifer Marshall talk about how they had such a rough week and then out of nowhere, they just pulled off this huge win. How about that? Absolutely incredible. And that's why I kind of mentioned, Sheldon, that the struggle was there, right? But Volusia, we all know it's its own animal. But I've even got to attest, even for our features, every night the track was absolutely different than the night before. So, you know, you might have tweaked on something to get better through the night, but you kind of didn't use it the next night. Um, so it was rather interesting to see. But Aaron, you mentioned all these guys and all their career wins. It's absolutely incredible because I think about all of them and I don't think any of them are over the age of like 38, maybe. I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming Brad's probably the oldest at like yeah. maybe 36. I don't know how old Brad is, but still, these numbers don't seem possible, you know, especially for Tyler Courtney, who, I mean, sure, it's only his third outlaw win, but he's only been in a wing sprint car for, what, three seasons now, and he ran the All-Stars most of the time? So yeah. it's it's absolutely incredible to see these numbers. It sure is. And, and speaking of numbers, we talked about David Gravel. He picked up the big gator, had the highest points at the end of the week, and he had a really strong week. He won one night, a third, a fifth, and a sixth. It's his third big gator, tied with Darren Pittman for the most. Um, you, that's someone I think of when you talk about so young. How does he have 89 career wins already? But what a strong start for him. Yes, um, obviously, David in the hunt for the championship every single year. Um, he's won some big races in his career. Mm -hmm. And like you said, 89, that just, it doesn't seem possible. He seems so young. Um, but then again, seeing him and his son up for the dash draw, it, it's just, it's really cool to, to see it all come full circle. It really is. And some other notes we had down, uh, Gio Selzy, it's his second year, um, or second in the dirt car national points. And he had a fourth, a fourth and fourth and an eighth. I thought that was a really, really strong start for, for Gio this season. I think he's going to be a contender to watch out for the World of Outlaws. No doubt about it. I mean, obviously the youngest to ever start the Knoxville Nationals, I think, you know, he kind of dubbed himself right there that, that he's going to be a competitor no matter what. Um, and of course, Landon Crawley, um, the Co yeah. Kevin Gobrecht Rookie of the Year driver um, with Jason Sides. 
Um, we we walked up there for a little bit, and uh, Jason was kind enough to let my son Steele climb in the sprint car and, and hang out. And so, you know, we're in trouble with that already. But uh, <laughs> on Wednesday, uh, he, they set quick time. So so really cool to see for Jason and, and uh, Landon there. Yeah, that was awesome. He made two dashes. He struggled a little, in the, a little bit in the A mains, you know, 22nd, 19th, 22nd, 21st. But the fact he made all A mains, quick time, dashes, for I think he just turned 16 years old, if I read that correctly. Um, I think that he's got a huge future. Obviously, uh, managing your car through the feature is the hardest part to learn as an outlaw. So I just think that it's awesome to see that sides car running well, and I think their future is very bright. Yes. And then, you know, talking about those struggles, everybody's got them, unfortunately. Bill Baylog had a super rough start as well. Um, two engines, uh, that's all he had. And now he's hurt both of them. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, they can can get another one, if they can get those fixed to get back on or to see where they end up there. Absolutely. Well, it was a great week for the World of Outlaws. They had huge crowds. They announced their um, extension of the sponsorship with NOS Energy Drink. So great week for the Outlaws. Great start to the season for our sprint car fans. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have David Gravel. Tony, do you even remember how to drive one of these? It's not something you forget. You should know that. The drive to succeed, the need to win, the desire to be a champion and we surround ourselves with partners that believe the same. Like Tony Stewart Racing, Sage Stewart strives to be the best in all they do. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide high quality apples and pears all year long. You can compare apples to apples, but nothing compares to a Sage Fruit apple. Winning quality in every bite. Welcome back to Wing Nation. Joining us now on the Sage Fruit Hotline is David Gravel, the driver of the Big Game Motorsports number two. David, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so not a bad start to the season. Um, I think you were top six every night, won the Big Gator, had a win. Uh, talk about how, how you feel starting off the, the year so strong. Yeah, I thought we did a good job about every day. Uh, the day that we didn't qualify good, we had to battle hard in that heat race and, and get into the dash. And um, The first two nights running third and first was really good. But the third night running fifth, we felt like we could have had a better result if uh, we did some things right. And then uh, the final night running sixth, the, the track was really fast and wet and felt like we were really good the last 10 laps of the race, but uh, just wasn't good enough early to make some stuff happen. And uh, overall, the guys did their jobs really, really well. Uh, talking about that, David, obviously, Volusia, we always talk about how it's own character. And this year was no different, but it seemed like there was no consistency as to what you were going to race on every single night. It was literally a different surface. What is that like for you um, as a driver, knowing that you've got to kind of have a different challenge every single night and can't really go off of your notebook the night before? Yeah, that's what was really tough going into it was the dirt is definitely different than it was last year. It's like last year was a hybrid and this year was like full stand or, or I'm not even sure what it was exactly, but um, the first night was really slick and then they redid the track before the feature and that was the only night they did track work throughout the night. So um, for sure, different every night and that's what makes this deal so hard. You're at the same track for four days, things to think you have stuff figured out and you find out you don't still you know it's, it's just really really difficult especially with that field of cars the biggest field of cars um at Volusia since like 2006 or something like that and 
uh, all the good guys were there. Well, that's certainly a testament to you and your team. David, you've been with Big Game now for a few years. What is it like now that you've you've settled into a team for a few years, you've got a great crew chief, a great team behind you, to, to start the season um, just with that confidence and that unity of, of knowing each other as well as you do? Yeah, it's, it's just like a calming feeling, you know, going into a new year with a new team or maybe a new tire going into the year definitely is pretty nerve-wracking. But when 95% of the stuff is all the same, it's definitely a good feeling, gives you a lot of confidence. Cody's very confident, and, and we're working really, really well together. So we're excited for the season. I think it's going to be a great year, and um, I'm, I'm really Really curious to see how this whole season as a whole with everything going on ends up. With that being said, obviously, uh, your third big Gator tied with Darren Pittman for the most. Is that something that uh, kind of resonates with you? Obviously, you're still young. You have a, a large career ahead of you to be able to to be the top of that list. But joining guys like Darren Pittman, especially at a place like Volusia, what does it mean to you? Yeah, it's definitely really cool. Uh, we were so close last year. We led it to the final race, and we had that makeup event during bike week, and uh, that's that's the race that we got into a crash and finished outside the top 10. So um, Belusha has just been an amazing place for me in the big game motorsports car ever since I've been in that car. Uh, Belusha has just come just very natural to us, and, and obviously we have a good qualifying program and, and race well as well. So, um to get three and be tied for the most. I mean, I remember Donnie Scott, he's won like 14 or 15 races there. I don't understand how he hasn't won more big gators, which is crazy because he's the model of consistency uh, the last, you know, 10 or 15 years. So uh, we must be doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. David, you mentioned everything that's going on in our sport. And I, I opened the show with Ashley and asked her since she was down in Volusia, if it what it felt like in the pit area, knowing now there's two national series and knowing that uh, obviously you were all racing together at Volusia, but things split this week. Um, what was it like for you or what is the feeling? I mean, obviously, I'm far away from from things here in North Carolina, but I'm just curious if there's I don't know. I don't like the idea of a rivalry. I don't like the, the any tension. But what is it like knowing that there's two national series now? Yeah, I just don't know if I have an opinion on that right now, just mm -hmm. because I don't think it's ever really happened. Yeah. Um, is there room for it? I mean, anybody could speculate, right? But nobody knows for sure if it's something that's sustainable or not. And that's what we're going to have to find out. Um, the bummer for like us is as world of outlaw guys is, you know, we're not going to race the best every single night. You know, we have eight really good guys still, but, uh, the high limit has about 10 or 12 really good guys too. So I think when you put, both series together and, and see the fields that we have at Volusia and what we're going to have at Eldora and Knoxville and Hussets and Williams Grove and Charlotte, right? That's when the best of the best are going to be together. And um, I think that makes those events worth that much more to fans, to drivers, to prestige, um, all those things. So um, it's going to be very interesting to see how it all goes. And um, I think both series have strong rosters, you know, now, the local racing and, you know, that regional stuff is going to really hurt for the star power, in my opinion, because there's a big gap from pay from the world of outlaws and high limit now to what's the other option now. Before the all-stars was kind of like the mid-tier, it paid about half of what an outlaw race paid. Um, now, you know, high limit is nearly the same as an outlaw show. 
And, you know, you see Knoxville and stuff step it up, like, you know, pretty good. And, and, and I see Attica stepped up and Williams Grove pays decent, but still it's uh, nowhere near the pay that these other national series are paying. Very, very, very valid points, David. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see how the year plays out. But you talk about those big events, the Knoxville Nationals, the Kings Royal, where everyone will kind of be housed in one place. Do you, those big races, when you know there's going to be 45, 50 solid cars like we saw in Volusia, do you approach those any differently or are they still just a race to you? Yeah, it's it's tough. I think the more you do it, the longer you race, Um you approach it the same, you know, luckily we have good equipment and, and a good amount of it where, um, we have good motors and, and good cars, uh, night in, night out. You know, I would say the only race we treat different is kind of Knoxville nationals. Uh, we typically shake down a car when we're there in June for the outlaw show. And if everything goes well, uh, we'll put that car to the side. So we'll have two races going into Knoxville nationals and that will be our nationals car. So, with, with these big events, every format is different. It's like, you know, I know it's just not a different mentality, but you have to be good every time you're on the racetrack. And um, I, I can't say we approach it different other than we just try to be 110% and uh, dot our I's and cross our T's. David, you talked about Volusia being really good to you. What is it like for you the, this part of the season to race in your home state where you live? Not your home state from where you grew up, but your home state where you and Jillian Levi live. How nice is it to to be close to home and to have your son there, have him in victory lane, especially now that he's getting a little bit older and and maybe can kind of be a little bit more of a part of it? Yeah, it's, it's definitely really cool. Uh, you know, I'm the luckiest guy uh, as a sprint car driver to start the year. And then when they brought this bike week, um, two day show evolution. It made it even better for me. So, um, to start the year out, I get to be home. You know, it's like adding a month to my off season, really. You know, I get to drive home that next morning or, or that night. And, um, you know, it's definitely relaxing and have a lot of family that comes down. And, uh, my parents always fly in a little bit before Volusia and go to Volusia and stay a little bit after. So it's definitely a positive and a benefit of um, moving to Florida because Connecticut uh, now how these schedules are with, we run a Lincoln on a Wednesday and a Williams Grove, a Friday, Saturday and a weed sport on Sunday. It's like only in October during national open, do I really get to go home to Connecticut? That makes sense. So um, it's good. It's, it's a change of pace. I do get to go to Connecticut in the fall and stuff like that. And then, you know, I fly here during the season and, you know, from Charlotte, we're just about an eight to 10 hour ride home and uh, get to relax after that. So Jill and Levi, we chatted with you last year and you were kind of thinking about the motorhome life on the road, but you weren't really sure if that's the direction you wanted to go. So what's your plan for 2024? Are you just going to hop on airplanes and try to get home as much as possible? Or are you going to eventually come into that motorhome life? Yeah, that's something that we're going to find out. Jill, you know, graduated with her nurse practitioner's uh, degree and she's licensed now. And she just signed up for a job to do, you know, Botox and lip fillers and all that fun stuff. So she's going to do that for two years and kind of see how she likes it. And then as far as the motorhome, you know, I didn't grow up in a motorhome, neither did Jill. And I know she would hate motorhome showers. I don't know if she's cut out for that. Um, so we're just gonna have to play it by ear, 
you know, it's, it's going to be a tough thing, but I hope to fly home more than ever. And then Jill comes to her seven or eight events every year. And, uh, man, this past year flew by. I don't know if it did for you guys, but everybody says as you get older, the years go faster. But it's insane to me that Charlotte's gone. It's 2024. It sounds even weird to say 2024. And, uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Speaking of, of home life and motorhomes and living situations, you mentioned before we went on the air that you're doing a little home renovation. That's why you're out by those pretty palm trees. How uh, How fun is home renovations? Yeah, it's it's not fun to live right now at your house. That's for sure. I have my microwave and my fridge outside under my patio. And uh, it's definitely interesting. But this house is built in the 90s in Florida. So it's got a, a weird style inside and very closed off kitchen. So we uh, it's going to be night and day different when it's done. We're excited. And, you know, I didn't do it during the heart of off season because I didn't want to ruin my whole off season, me living in a war zone. So uh, this worked good. We were gone a week and they demoed the floors and then we're going to uh, go to a friend's on the West coast of Florida here for a couple of days. And then, um, you know, by the bike week event, the house should be pretty close in order, hopefully. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's a long time coming though. And it's going to make Jill really happy. That's awesome. But you still have your podcast room. Let's talk about that. Um, are you going to continue your podcast throughout the season? Is that just kind of an off-season deal that you were playing with? What What is all about the David Gravel podcast? Yeah, I think it could be done way better. Sure, Vision's interested possibly in doing something and tying it in together. My problem is I don't really have a legit studio and I need an area to just, hey, this is the area for the podcast. And I don't think I'm going to be able to do it here leading up to Volusia just because of my living situation. And I probably should. Um, but I just, I'm, I showed you guys, I'm literally living in a cave right now. So it's, it's pretty hard. Um, but I think it's something that's going to be really good for the future. I think it's something that I'm building and, you know, I have a decent quality camera and bought a decent quality mic, but my lighting and my background, that's the next thing I have to step up on. And, um, I'm excited for it. It's something that I'm not giving up on. I think it's popular. People love it. And it's something um, that will be a good tool here for years to come. For sure. I think everyone loves to follow all your social media. David, thank you so much for your time today. We'll let you get back to your day-to-day activities. Uh, we wish you the best of luck uh, in the coming weeks. All right, guys. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll see you around somewhere. Awesome. Thank you, David Gravel. Uh, More Wing Nation in just a moment. Tony, do you even remember how to drive one of these? It's not something you forget. You should know that. The drive to succeed, the need to win, the desire to be a champion. And we surround ourselves with partners that believe the same. Like Tony Stewart Racing, Sage Stewart strives to be the best in all they do. They work hard on the farm, in the packing facilities, and with their retail partners to provide high quality apples and pears all year long. You can compare apples to apples, but nothing compares to a sage fruit apple. Winning quality in every bite. Welcome back. This is Wing Nation presented by Sage Fruit. Let's go to the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame birthday calendar. Yesterday would have been Dick Tobias's birthday. Wednesday, Joe Yeagersberger, Bayless Leverett. Friday, Gene Crucian. Saturday, Earl B. Gilmore, Colby Scroggins, Myron Stevens. Sunday would be the birthdays of Tom Holden, Jim McElrath, and T.E. Pop Myers. 
But today's birthday we're going to recognize is Steve Smith, the Black Bandit. He was from the class of 2000, from Florida. He street raced there, followed Bobby Allen to Pennsylvania. In 1969, he had his first race at Lincoln Speedway. Lincoln Speedway, he had over 150 wins in his career, 16 wins with the All-Star Sprints. He won the National Open three times in 1974, 1976, and 1981. Three World of Outlaw wins. So total career wins is 259, and he was the father of, obviously, Stevie Smith Jr. He was referred to as Steve Smith Sr. Also, the uh, National Sprint Car Hall of Fame has the 2000 Sprint Car Raffle going on. Ashley, can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. It is the 2024 Sprint Car Raffle. It is a triple X chassis with a 410 all Parker racing engine. You can also opt out for the cash option of 50 G's people, $50,000. You can get your tickets at SprintCarHallOfFame.com. 10 tickets for $25. And if you do more than 10 tickets, you get a bigger discount. So be sure to check them out. The drawing date is December 23rd, 2024. So a nice little Christmas present there for yeah. Absolutely. You can go to www.sprintcarhof.com for more information. All right. Tonight we got high limits racing. Last night they got rained out middle during the middle of the night. So we have the double feature, 15,000 to win tonight's race. Um, you know, Ashley, what are your thoughts? We got to see a little bit of hot laps, some qualifying, a few heat races. What are your thoughts on, on high limits racing? Once again, I have a two-year-old and a husband. <laughs> <laughs> so who's also like a child. Um, so between Bluey and flipping back to late models at Volusia, I think I got to see this much of Highland Air Racing last night. Oh, so right. I'm excited to hopefully have two TVs tonight to be able to, <laughs> so he can watch what he wants and I can watch what I want. Um, but again, like I said earlier, it's some of the top com competitors in both series this year. It's going to be, it's going to be melee no matter what. For sure. I love that you're talking about Bluey. Only a mom can appreciate that. Uh, also coming up at East Bay this weekend, 360 Sprint Cards, the Ronald Laney Memorial, King of the 360s, the preliminary nights, Thursday, Friday, championship night, Saturday, 10,000 to win. The last two years, Sam Haferteep Jr. was the winner. Uh, I think that's about all we have for today. So thank you to David Gravel. Thank you, Ashley Stremme. Uh, thank all you right. to you fans for tuning in. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube page. Um, tune in next week for more Wing Nation. Thank you. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.